Welcome to the Ronin Rabbit. This is a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. I'm Ed Moore, your host. This is a spoiler podcast, so keep that in mind as I talk about Usagi Yojimbo Volume 1, Issue 35, cover dated August 1992, from Fantagraphics Books. The main story, the one I'm talking about, is Gen Chapter 2, entitled Sins of the Father. Now, if you want to leave feedback, uh, you can do so on the website, bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit. The Ronin Rabbit is a member of the Reader Feed, which is in turn a part of the Comic Book Noise Network, which is part of the Deliberate Noise Network. Ronin Rabbit also has a pace, pace, excuse me, a page on Google+. You can leave comments. Episodes are posted on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page. Thank you, Steve. And the email address is usagipodcast at gmail.com. We all should celebrate because this is episode 50 of the podcast. I'm not sure 50 is a big number in podcasts, but it is in comic books. However, we're not up to an issue 50 for Usagi either. So I just mentioned that because. We open the story with a full-page panel of Gen sitting, uh, looks like on a small balcony in his room, uh, looking like Gen does. You can't really tell what's going through his head necessarily by the way he looks, because he always looks kind of on the gruff side, you know? Usagi barges in, stomps across the room, and shouts out his name. Gen just kind of plays it off, asks, finish lunch so quickly, and Usagi just lights into him about Gen's treatment of the Lady Asano. Gen says, have a seat, dog, we'll, you know, we'll hash this out, I'll tell you what's going on. And so he proceeds to tell Usagi his story about General Murakami, his dad. Now he does not look upon his dad overly favorably from an emotional standpoint. Because of his dad's search for revenge on Counselor Oda, General Murakami drug his wife and son, Gen, into hard times. No food, rags, sleeping under bridges, forcing his mother to do things perhaps of a questionable nature as far as her physicality in order to provide food and or lodging to her son, the general seemingly not to care what she did in order to reach those ends. He was not concerned with the means to the ends, apparently. The only means he was concerned with is getting revenge on the murder of his lord. Ultimately, Gen's mother died. Uh, he very much feels that it was due to the negligence uh, on on many different levels of his father towards his mother. Now he does the the one um, fond were he to truly quote it that way memory that he has of his uh, father that memory revolves around the training that his father gave him in the martial arts uh, mainly with the sword his father uh, a strict adherent to Bushido the code of the warrior passed that on to his son his son practiced for, from what Gen says, roughly 10 years, and in that time 
by the time he was 18, it got to where he was consistently beating his father, who, through uh, superior skill, perhaps, but also, I'm sure, age, uh, again, was able to, to beat his father. At that point, he decided to strike off on his own. Gen's tale then turns to his first encounter with uh, the world at large and his choice to become a bounty hunter. As he was wandering through the forest, he came upon a couple, the husband running up to the samurai begging for help. And as Gen goes to the lady who was apparently injured to offer assistance, the male sneaks up behind, attempting to waylay Gen. Gen lashes out and kills the husband. The woman, who it turns out will be his wife, attacks Gen and he subdues her also. As he's standing over the now dead and unconscious bodies of this couple are woodcutters, the husband and wife woodcutting duo that we see on and off throughout the stories wanders up to Gen and explains to him that uh, he has actually done a good thing because this couple has waylaid many people here in the forest and they are well enough known that there is a small reward being asked for them dead or alive. So Gen collects the reward and buys the first decent meal that he can ever remember having with the money, thus putting him on the road to being a uh, successful, throwing up air quotes there, bounty hunter. Uh, Usagi asks, well, where's your father now? Gen says, well, still chasing after Oda, I suppose. I have no idea. The proprietor of the inn delivers some food to Gen, complains about having to write receipts for everything. Um, the understanding for the splitting of monies uh, as per the last issue, the first part of the story between Gen and Usagi, was the maintaining of receipts so that everything can be split 50-50 or can be split your part, my part. So every time they're doing something is kind of a sub-note, kind of a joke. They're having the people that they're doing things for write them receipts. So the proprietor leaves him. Gen is eating. Usagi decides that he is going to go speak to uh, now Magistrate Oda on behalf of the Lady Asano. He and Gen have another confrontation about Usagi's wanting to go and going, and Gen's decision to not go, showing outwardly at least the difference in the two's um, personality, the two's morals, maybe the two's honor system, however you want to look at it. So Usagi storms off, and Gen stays and is eating, and says loudly, curve, what a troublemaker, and he eats. Then he just throws down the bowl and the chopsticks and says, damn it, I can't eat. Stupid do-gooder ruined my appetite. And the next panel you see him go, huh, and he's just sitting there. We do indeed see here next panel that Usagi uh, receives his audience. Being asked to turn over his swords, uh, he shows the guards that his sword is uh, tied, the sword is tied to the hilt as a peace gesture, and when he enters the to, to confer with uh, the magistrate, he's allowed to keep his sword. So we see that Magistrate Oda is not, uh, not really 
a nice guy such that he suspects that Usagi is part of some larger plot that the Lady Asano was a part of. She, he uh, commands that Usagi be arrested. As indicated, fortunately, Usagi still has his sword. He keeps it... Let me see. He keeps it uh, uh, closed. He, he doesn't draw uses it to beat and batter several guards. It takes them quite a while to subdue him, but uh, finally, due to numbers, they are able to to subdue him, tie him up, and throw him in the prison. There's a curious little scene here right after Usagi is thrown into the prison cell about the two guards or the... the, uh, Retainers that transported him, whatever they turn out to be, coveting Usagi's swords and then deciding to put them in the prison storage as they were initially directed. I'm not sure why that was put in there. I'm not sure the significance of that. Um, let's see. Next, the Lady Asano realizes that Usagi is down there too. She apologizes. He says, It's not your fault. Yada, 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 yada. I, I don't. Anyways. Um, so. We cut back to Gen, who is now conflicted because he wants to do and be his own man. He agrees with Usagi uh, as far as the treatment and the dealing with the Lady Asano, but he'll never admit it because he is too prideful, much as his dad was prideful, only about something different. Uh, Gen is prideful about he himself coming first. So... Gen is conflicted. He's, he's having this back and forth with the porters wanting to get the dishes from his room to clean them. Finally, he wanders off and decides he's going to go check on Usagi because he hasn't come back. He hasn't seen or heard from him in a while. So he does. He uh, determines that he's going to have to break into the compound. Uh, he does so the, to, to the first degree. He breaks into the compound itself. Uh, distracts a couple guards by tossing pebbles into the into the the ornamental pond that's there. The guards are real jumpy, so they go to investigate. And then, as they're leaving, having determined that it was just fish jumping in the pond, one says, "You want to go out for some sushi later?" And the other says, "Sure, why not? We've put in a long shift." Kind of a little levity there. So then, again, proceeds to attempt to gain entry to the inner courtyard, uh, which also is uh, walled off. So he climbs that wall, and in falling on the inside, uh, alerts the guards that are there, and he too is taken captive. And the last panel that we have is him being thrown bound into the same cell that Usagi is in. Uh, let's see here. About the only word uh, that was thrown out there was Bushido, which we've had before, and I believe I explained, at least I did in my head when I, I used it, that that is, what is, uh, that is the warrior's code, how warriors should act and react, all uh, squished together into one word, uh, kind of like Hammurabi's code, you know, Bushido is, is the word that's used. Next time out, we have Usagi Ojimbo issue 36, dated October 1992 from Fanographic Books, the third and final part of our Gen story, this chapter entitled Lady Asano's Revenge. Hmm, I wonder what happens. Well, if you listen in, we will talk about it next time. Catch you guys then. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 
non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.